Dan's Driving Double Feature presents 70's Friends of Frankenstein, episode 15. This is a minute-by-minute podcast hosted by uh, yours truly, Dan. Hello, hello, hello. 1973, uh, there were, well, a lot of crap happened in 1973. Some good, some bad. Uh, but there were two uh, Frankenstein knockoffs, Blackenstein and Frankenstein 80, and we are at minute 15. And we are going to start off with Blank- Blankenstein, Blackenstein on this minute, and uh, then follow that with Frankenstein 80. And uh, let's, uh, what's going on with Blackenstein? Oh, wa- word of warning, I still ain't found my damn Blu-ray. I don't know where it is. I, it must have, it must have fallen somewhere or, or gone falling behind something or something like that because the other ones are just they're 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 stacked and i put them in the same place when i finish recording i put them in the same place every week and then what was it four or five episodes ago the blackenstein disc wasn't there and um as i could probably i think i can still buy a copy relatively cheaply but i'm not gonna buy another copy come on anyway so where were we on blackenstein oh yeah the big um the angry orderly who i tried to give more depth to in the last episode is has told his story and now he's kind of meandering on a bit just kind of getting mad at eddie and eddie's face is uh, well we'll talk about it you know it's my taxes my friend's taxes are going to keep you there we got to take care of you big deal what the hell did you go for you didn't have to go you know that, that old scam patriotism huh yeah I, I can see it now the bands are playing and and the drums are rolling and the drums and the bugles and all i have blow it out you the hell you? Why don't you take a, a look at yourself, huh? You look like a creep laying there looking up at me, those stupid eyes of yours. The hell are you know? Well, close those eyes. It's time for your shot, buddy. Nice big needle. Just relax. His room is right down there, two doors to the right. Thank you. Okay, well, maybe he is just angry and crazy. In the end, he does do the ta- the taxpayers thing. I-, I love that. The um, you know, Eddie was sent off to fight in a war. I'm sure he was drafted, and and in the war, his arms and legs got blown off. And I like that. Well, it's my taxpayer money that's paying for this. And I thought, well, then, if it is your money, buy him some fucking new arms and legs, then, huh? Put some uh, put some balls into it, and 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 get him get him something decent. And just yelling at him while he's sitting in a damn bed, huh? God, the, yeah, yeah. The, the, in the previous minute, like I said, I saw some sympathy for him here. Here, he looks a bit, bit of a mix between a crazy person and an actor who has been told by the director to just let it out, just let it flow. Maybe he's very method. Eddie could be method too. Again, it's tough to tell. But when the guy's doing his, the trumpets and the bugles and the dum dum drums and the da da da, and it cuts to Eddie, and Eddie has a, I think. The look on Eddie's face is, oh, come on. <laughs> come on. I- I'm wondering if Eddie has heard this before. Like, maybe this guy comes in and just says this to him every time. You can see the dumb look on your face. Well, I mean, Eddie Eddie doesn't, like we said, Eddie, Eddie doesn't have the most animated look on his face. But um, he doesn't have arms and legs. He has a head, a neck, I guess shoulders, a torso... A waist and the groin area. You know, he's a, you know, 
He's a he's a head at the top and two cheeks at the bottom. You're you're, <laughs> you're one head and two cheeks short, my friend. He's got a head that it, it, there's no legs or it, it's uh, and then he gives him the shot. And it's interesting when he does the shot because um, it seems to imply that we're getting Eddie's point of view when we're looking at the orderly, but we're kind of like where Eddie's legs would be, his feet would be, but he doesn't have feet. And when he kind of, the guy kind of leans forward and does the jab with the needle, it's, um, they should have shown him with the needle in his hand. Do they do that? And I, here's the thing, like I said, I don't have the, 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 the Blu-ray right now. So for all I know, you see the needle really nice, but, um, you probably don't. I don't know. So, so that could be, um, yeah, that, that, that could be, yeah, it's, um, it's not terribly convincing. It's funny because, like, like I said, when he starts off and he's kind of angry, it's like, okay. And then when he gets angry and tells the story, it's like, oh, I get it. I get it. So the, the deer hunter, this is not. I got it. And then when, um, but when his story's done and he just starts to ramble about the bands playing, when the, you know, he would have come back and whatever, he does start to look nutty. And then when he gives him the jab, with, I'm dying to know where, where does he... He doesn't have arms or legs. Where's he jab? Where does he jabbing? I mean, he's—I don't think he's jabbing him in the head. Is he meant to be jabbing him in the head with the needle? I don't think so because it doesn't quite look like. I mean, it looks like he's jabbing him in the side or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, where do you like? I guess the cheeks. No, but he didn't roll him over. I guess it would be easy to roll him over. I'd be afraid he'd roll away. Oh, I'm awful. I'm one of those like those truly tasteless joke books that everyone used to have back in the 1980s. As opposed to the 1880s, when they probably also had truly tasteless joke books. Um, but they, but they were, they were, um, they were much nicer. Oh no, they were probably dirtiest f. Um, so um, anyway, what what was I saying? Oh yes, um, yeah. So the guy, yeah, the guy is nuts. So um, and do we do get to see him at the end? Um, uh, well. We see him at the end briefly as as the because um, the the final shot is him kind of wrapping up whatever it was he just did to Eddie and and Doctor Stein and Winifred are about to walk in. I like when the lady from I I, sh- I should have realized because the VA hospital in Los Angeles is is very very a very tall building and I don't mean there's one really large floor. I mean there are a lot of floors. I don't know. I have been in the building, but um, what did I go in there for? To vote. I think I think I went in there to drop off a ballot once. Uh, I just happened to be in the area with a with the ballot. I dropped I dropped off my ballot and then I had ballots for uh, five or six of my dead relatives and I dropped them off too and voted Democrat. I'm kidding, of course. What was I saying? Oh yes. Um, and, but but the lady the lady from the the front entrance there. It is funny that it's such a tall building, and it's like I said before, it's such a skimpy little like room they walk into when they enter. Maybe it's a side room for doctors or something. I don't know. But you'd think it'd be a larger room. And and yeah, an elevator opens and that lady steps out with Winifred and Dr. Stein. And it's great because she takes about three steps and then she stops and says, he's right down there, you know, two doors down on the whatever. Thank you. And she turns around and goes right back in the elevator. Like she steps out of the elevator and like a force like whoosh, grabs her and begins to pull her back. I can't go. I can't go closer. I can't go closer to the room. All I can do is point down the hall. Because if it's like the second door on the right or on the left, walk them down there a little bit more. Maybe if she, I guess maybe if she walked down there and she saw that orderly in there, she might be like, oh, that guy. Be careful. He's going to tell you his how I didn't get into the army story again. 
and it changes every time. Last time, there were clowns. Actually, this time when he told the story, there were clowns too, but maybe not of the ha-ha variety. How are you? Um, so, so that's I think that's about it on there. So, so Winfred and, and Doctor Stein are going to go talk to to um, to Eddie, who's uh, maybe will show an emotion shortly. And and the yeah, the guy is giving Eddie some sort of jab. I, I, I'm wondering. I mean, it's probably is it pain? Would it be pain? I honestly don't know. If you lose your arms and legs, like once they've got like those areas like sutured up and stitched up. I mean, if the legs and arms are gone, does that... I'm not asking for someone to try this out or to come to my house and try it out on me, but does it hurt? I mean, does it hurt like hell if your arms and legs are gone all the time? Do you have to take painkillers, or is it just like... You know, is it just like cutting hair? You know, I, it's um, it might look a little weird for a moment, but then it, it passes. It might feel a little weird for a moment but then it's passes I, I honestly have no idea Eddie doesn't look like he's in pain he just looks like he has a dry throat I was reminiscing about this minute that I just watched and what I just said about it over the past seven minutes or so so let's hop on to Frankenstein 80 where were we um do 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 oh yes he uh the uh the evil the doctor who took the kidney and the ball from the guy with no fingers on one hand has um is putting the kidney and the ball in a fridge in a hidden laboratory behind a file cabinet case not like a book book a bookcase with files on it um in his office presumably in the basement of the hospital where the gal is being operated on but the Schwartz serum isn't there with Dr. Schwartz it's in the basement in this laboratory the last thing we see in the minute is we see um sort of in the distance we're about to zoom in on it I believe the bottle of Schwartz serum looking good and blue apart from Fritz no one has access to this room but myself the serum was stolen years work of a lifetime gone and my sister's dead. We did all we could with the usual treatment. And without the operation, she would have died. I know that. But I can't help thinking the serum could have kept the heart from being rejected. At least if we'd had it, it might have slowed down the process. Professor Schwartz, I've got to find out who stole it. If that's what you want, I can authorize you to go about it any way you... Well, after that minute, you're thinking the same thing I am. First thing we do, kill all the lawyers. No. First thing we do, who's Fritz? Can we get Fritz over here? Can we... Why was Fritz not monitoring the blue stuff? Um, uh, oh, neck juice. Uh, the, why, why was it Fritz monitoring the, the blue stuff from the... Um, the serum, I mean, I've said it before, if they're doing an operation where they need the serum, surely they should have brought the serum within walking. I mean, what if something terrible had happened immediately upon putting the heart into the sister? And it was like, Fritz, uh, go down the hall. Two, it's two floors down. Unlock my office. Get the, get the stuff. Lock up the office again. Come Would it have been better to just have the serum there? That just strikes me as... 
That strikes me as very Frankenstein 80 style plotting. Uh, yeah, so there you go. So, um, so it looks like the brother, uh, yeah, the sister has died, unfortunately. Um, which is too bad. The, um, yeah, the, uh, that, that the guy with no fingers died and was of great assistance to the evil doctor with the hidden laboratory. And because of whatever it is the great, this evil doctor is doing, um, this other woman lost her life. As they said, I mean, it's, they do kind of cover the bases there and point out that, like, if she hadn't had the operation, she would have died. So it was a 50-50 kind of thing. And, um, they gave it a try and it didn't work. And, um, it's tough to tell with, 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 uh, Dr. Schwartz. I mean, he looks a bit, he looks, he does look a bit upset by it. He doesn't say he's sorry or anything. I don't know if doctors, I mean, um, they should do that, maybe. I don't know. I was going to say, I don't know if doctors really do that if they say, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Because, as he said, we did everything could we could with the normal stuff we have. And unfortunately, someone stole the serum, so there, there, wasn't, there wasn't anything we could do. Um, I would have loved to have seen a scene where maybe, like, Fritz went in, saw the serum was missing, and suddenly they're like, lock down the hospital! we got to find the serum stat! Instead, it's just like, oh, the serum isn't here. Oh, Damn, she's gonna die. Where is Fritz? Why couldn't they be Fritzin? Anyway, so the brother, yeah, who's a reporter, is going to begin investigating this, and that other doctor has a liver in a ball and the serum in a fridge next to his knockwurst. Hee <laughs> dirty. No, uh, yeah, that just—it's funny. So many of the Frankenstein things, you know, he's digging up dead bodies, and he's. Um, using um like like brains that were donated to the institute or from corpse your abby normal that kind of thing um and i can see too yeah obviously going into morgues and taking body parts and things but there's something about the fact that this doctor works in the there and somehow how do you get the sweet ass room with the uh with the hidden lab in it that's that's what i want to know it's not like you know, it's one thing if this were like Frankenstein 70 and we were in a big sort of mansion and there were secret passageways and the doctor was doing his stuff in the laboratory as the film crew was there, this, that, and the other. But this is like a guy who presumably, I mean, he's, uh, is it a pathologist? Pres like Quincy, pre presumably, like this is some sort of medical examiner or something. That's why he has an office in the basement, right, you know, catty corner of the morgue. But that, that, um... I mean, maybe he had some guys in. Maybe it was like an H.H. H. Holmes kind of thing where he, like, he has, I want to make some changes to my office. Oh, okay. And he brought some guys in, and they started to work, and then he threw them out because they weren't doing it right. Then he brought in new guys, and they did a little bit more, but they didn't know where that was going. And then he threw them out, and some other guys did a little bit more. And then maybe he had, like, a little false wall put up. I was like, could you put a great big file cabinet right here that swings out? Uh, sure, sure, doctor, sure. And they put that in not realizing that's a false wall. And you know the H.H. H. Holmes story when he built his murder hotel that he would he would have uh, contractors build a portion of it, not really knowing what they were working on, and then he would fire them. And then he would hire on new ones to do another portion of it, and eventually it would all come together, but none of the contractors knew what exactly they were building in, 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 a, in a hole. Um, so I, th I think that's the way it would have worked. Oh, Dr. 
but we call him Dr. Frankenstein. He's got uh, some guys in, and they're just fixing up the place. Oh, he's had like three or four contracts. Well, he doesn't like the work they've been doing. And uh, well, that's that's tradesmen for you. And uh, so, so yeah, at the end of this minute, we got it. He, for some reason, it does it does bug me that clearly, I mean, clearly this guy is building a body or has built a body. We'll find out more shortly. Um, and if you have all have seen it, you're like Dan. We know what happens. I try, you know, I try to keep it. I try to keep it to to where we are in the minute here. I, I don't like to hop ahead too often, but. You know, if it's it's just it's just strange to me that he's like Doctor Schwartz and I mean it's on the radio. Doctor Schwartz and out this brand new serum, and the next day someone stole Doctor Schwartz's serum, and a heart transplant patient died. Ah, oh, shit! God bless America. That that stinks. That really stinks. And it's it's just something about the audacity of it. Um, that is. Um, brazen and probably to some quite delightful but to me it's like i don't know you know the guy in the brain that wouldn't die he went out to the you know the family house out in the country you know frankenstein went out to the family castle up that where, where the hell was no he was an abandoned castle like halfway up a hill you know and and it's just um teenage frankenstein uh was um i was a teenage frankenstein where was the teenage frankenstein oh uh, yeah some some doctor's office frankenstein's daughter was in some guy's basement. Well, that one wasn't as hidden. But, um, yeah, there, there's something about, like, um, there's something about, like, this guy who's supposed to be working for the hospital and working for science, just like, oh, you have a serum that stops organ um, transplant rejections? Okay, well, I'll steal that, because I need that. Oh, and this person has some organs I could use. Ooh, a ball. I'll steal that. And if there's just something, um, again, there's something very Frankenstein 80 about it. There's something very Italian horror film logic of the 70s you know this is this is the time of the giallos this is the time of um, so many other uh, wonderfully weird Italian and, and Spanish um, and, and some French horror films it's about expediency it's about uh, what does it make sense no it doesn't but if you have them do it and we see them do it well we can't really argue with it can we I mean we can but but who, who is it going to help? Uh, so just roll with it. Let it roll. Let it roll over you. So I'm going to let this roll over you guys. Here's the closing music to this episode. I'll talk to you next time. <laughs>